0: This is Sisterhood Unleashed, a weekly podcast brought to you by two mamas from small-town Ontario. Grab a glass of wine and join us. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sister Unleashed. I'm
1: Steph. And I'm Amanda, coming at you from the comfort of my kitchen table, Mm -hmm. you know, six feet away at my kitchen table, um, because Stephanie is without power tonight, so it is again Sunday night and a wicked storm rolled through. And
0: you have no hydro. No, we have no hydro. I think it might be back on now, but it's more fun to be here Mm -hmm. anyway. So I think I'll just stay for a little bit longer and maybe sleep without... You know, having my kids wake me up at five yes. o'clock in the morning if I'm not home. That'd be helpful. I will wake you up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> I have no, I didn't think about that. That's usually when I text her at five AM. Hello, good morning. I'm up. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> let's go for a walk. No. I'm I'm usually awake. It's just yeah. not my favorite. It's not my preferred time of day. Mm-hmm. And I for sure. Yeah. I love the five thirty AM. We can Club. start to record at five thirty a.m. just I,
1: I'm actually at my prime yeah. at five
0: thirty AM. Yeah, this is more my my time. So mm-hmm. we've done a couple at, you know, ten o'clock at night. So let's do Next time we can do Thank an early you. morning one, I that's would do com- that for you. That is
1: true compromise. It is. It's because I love you. That's I know why. You yeah. yeah. Everybody <laughs> does. Listen, that's not true actually. <laughs> um, but we are actually drinking tonight a glass each of Joel Gott. So, this sweet LCBO boy in Kiyuga sold it to me. He said it was all the rage, better than j mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he had me at better than J-Lore. And it's a cab sab and it's
0: super smooth. It was very good. Yeah. But what happens if we record at 5.30 a.m.? We can't drink wine. <laughs> coffee. You have to make me a damn good americano mm-hmm. then. I am a barista. Okay. A badass
1: barista in South okay. York, So, I will make you a, a delicious coffee. So... Oh, that's good. Yeah. And speaking of which, actually, I wanted to give a shout out because the coffee beans that we are growing... Here are Coffee college Mm -hmm. So it's a little shop down on Dundurn Street in Hamilton. And then one of the shops in Kiyuga actually is related. Anyways, they sell them there. So I fell in love with them when I was touring around Hamilton many moons ago. And now um they're sold basically in my own backyard there so. you go yeah it was meant to be
0: there you so. go is that at cravings by Brittany? yes yeah. yes she has
1: really good chocolate
2: chip cookies oh. i
0: i highly recommend picking mm-hmm. one of those up next mm-hmm. time you're there okay yeah and i was going to also like say speaking of selkirk here we are mm-hmm. um we've just returned from our amazing camping excursion stay tuned this is a little teaser to the end of the <laughs> podcast where we let you know if we spotted the wolf at the park. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. No, there's no. no wolf. I honestly
1: think that that guy was was messing with me. I don't think there's a wolf <laughs> in Falker.
0: <South laughs> <Curve. laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, this is not our debate. So kind of I life.
1: almost believe everybody who I talk to on a regular basis. Really? Like the shit that comes in and out of my head and mm-hmm. that I listen to, it's... You know what, I need to start doing? Clay said the other day, it's a good thing we live in such a safe community. (laughs) Most of the time, I don't end up in trouble. So, anyways. Okay, so we have a little bit of housekeeping. So, first of all, last week we raffled off the Pink Whitney. Yeah, and big Um, news, Amanda, big news, I don't know if you
0: saw that we have 200 Instagram followers. No, I I did not see that, but I'm fucking stoked. That's amazing. That is crazy. Like, overnight,
1: I mean, by overnight, I mean, over the course of a week. Okay. But like, do that's, I even have 200 friends?
0: No. Oh my God. but just got another one right now. <laughs> I'm or... lucky
1: if I can have like six people yeah. who want to come over. I can, the 10 people bub- bubble. Like, yeah. I don't even tap that.
0: So, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for us. So thank you everyone. Yeah, and that's exciting. we hope that all 200 of you are listening tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And if we're, you're not, that's okay. That's fine. I mean, whatever. We we're going right to be up, posting,
1: but... Stephanie posted. So Steph is, in case you're wondering, far more domesticated than me. Um, and good at cooking and taking food blog photos no you are
0: whatever it's uh,
1: it's true like whatever I make tastes all right I've Mm -hmm. come a long way but Mm -hmm. Steph posted a recipe a couple recipes from last week's blog yeah they're my favorites from last last week's
0: podcast I can't even get this language right yeah so yeah yeah. they're my favorites from last week so check them out yeah the links are in the show notes if you're going to start with something I highly recommend the dip oh we can't even I should have brought some tonight because yeah. like I just I like salivate at the thought yeah. of it like so my, it's so good
1: Yeah, my husband literally puts that shit on everything Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but you introduced it to him Stephanie's mm-hmm. actually trying to steal him most oh days god. by cooking no yeah. she pays him he's a carpenter and mm-hmm. she pays him in meatballs I do it's a joke I do I wanted to I actually he made works for you, yesterday. and then you give him meatballs yeah. you put them in his pocket yeah oh my just my
0: like the lady <laughs> in the wedding <laughs> singer. singer that's what I <laughs> joked though. <laughs> yeah I actually wanted um, to send him with some yesterday because I did make meatballs yesterday and he stopped by oh my god god oh. this must have smelled so good it was really good I am mm-hmm. not gonna lie. you're
1: the best mm-hmm. the best little Gina I know okay give okay. me the Whitney who All is right. the winner so I'm gonna raffle this off I'm just sticking my hand in the bowl and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's Alicia Mellenbacher of course it is of course of she doesn't course even need is. this penguin no
0: <laughs> did but she like it has she even
1: tried it she, I don't know I don't um, know what she's tried no. but Alicia, okay, Alicia. Mellenbacher who actually goes by McLeod now. I, I refuse to call anybody by their married names. Uh, so Alicia McLeod. Uh, we have a bottle that has been opened and poured into my glass. And it's coming at you. So um, she's in my bubble. So it's fine. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. That is funny. We'll send it to Alicia. And you can check her out on Instagram too. She's doing all this cleaning. She is.
0: She's I would a, like to say. She's I. a f- Cleaning fiend, I know, and I turned her on to that Go Clean Co account. I showed I her the videos, that. yeah, not to take credit, but fully to take credit. Yeah, obviously. you're this, you're stealing this. this okay, is it. Yeah. yeah, no, but but she's the one following through with it. Like, she should yeah. be the Ontario chapter. Those girls are located in Alberta somewhere. Okay, Alicia needs to start her own account. So, so Alicia, what, what is it? Can it? you just t- fill me in because I watch Alicia, yeah, no, so Go Clean Co is the Instagram handle, and they're. Um, like house cleaning service in the Calgary area I'm pretty sure and they went viral on Instagram during COVID because they started talking about how to disinfect your home and like they blew up to I think they have like 300,000 followers now like they've been covered in the news and their big thing is hot water bleach and powder tied for anything I know (laughs) it's shit balls sorry environment (laughs) This is why you don't know anything about them. No, God,
1: no, I wouldn't use
0: bleach on everything. But it works. It works, man. I suppose. But Alicia has tested every one of their, like, I want to say every one of their theories or every one of their, um, you know, um, cleaning formulas and tips. And Uh God, like... I've seen some of the proof with my own eyes. She's done a good job. She could open up an Ontario chapter of Go Clean Co. So There you go. I mean, my rule is if I can't stand in the shower while I clean it, so
1: like I use my vinegar and water solution and stand in there, you know, naked, cleaning my tub naked in case anybody needs that visual (laughs) um, because I don't have time. So I'm cleaning it before I'm then having a shower. Sometimes I'm having a shower cleaning my tub with my vinegar and water. So, I mean, I don't know if that's adequate disinfecting, but... I mean, no, no, it's not. okay, no. that's okay. Don't,
0: don't, don't judge me. Now. I'm not judging you. Vinegar and water is great. I use it so on my windows all So what am I supposed to be using in
1: my tub then? I don't uh, think you're I gonna persuade I'm me. I'm not the cleaner. Like no. my house is oh, not clean know. right
0: now. So, well, drop off the pink Whitney to Alicia. Yeah. Ask her the questions. Ask her. Tell her to put her profile public so that we can all see her highlights. I mean, yeah, this is yeah. awesome. Okay, well, and you Alicia, one? that's your second shout out. Two shout outs. Did she Two get one last week? Row. I can't remember. Yeah, because yeah. we told her she was a good cook too. Uh, you might as well just join us. Just come and report with us yeah, next week, okay? Next Thanks. Week.
1: All right. <laughs> okay, Speaking so, of having a guest, mm-hmm. though, so this week, um, just in light of absolutely everything that's been going on um, globally with the pandemic, and personally for a lot of us who are you know stuck at home more with our spouses or stuck at home or alone, um, with our kids, whatever. Um, you know, the whole world has been vibrating with this, you know, extra level of anxiety. People are still going through the motions of life. There's a whole lot of uncertainty. Um, you know, we thought it would be helpful to get together with a local counselor. Her name is Becky Stark-Lamel. You might know her, um, already, you might not. She and I have been friends for friends and coworkers for a number of years now, so it was pretty easy to convince her to come on board. It's gonna, yeah, we're gonna invite her on. We're gonna talk about life. I know both Stephanie and I have come together um, after we've had babies, all six between the two of us, um, to talk about the huge toll that mm-hmm. that you know having babies takes on. Uh, on mothers and their mental health Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah I mean it's no secret that I have struggled with postpartum anxiety um, and depression and you know and and yeah I mean and I've you know been very fortunate to make it through um, with a lot of supports uh, at various times so I think therapy is absolutely a tool that I've used in the past and I'm still using
0: um, so, and yeah. that everybody could benefit from. Absolutely. And this this conversation with Becky really, like, I always knew that, but that really mm-hmm. opened up my eyes to that too, is that, you know, you don't have to, there doesn't need to be a reason. There mm-hmm. doesn't have to be, like, a concrete event that says, like, oh, my God, this happened, mm-hmm. now I need to go to therapy. No, like, mm-hmm. everybody could benefit mm-hmm. from, from having some conversations yeah. with her or with any, you know, qualified yeah. professional yeah. for sure. So. And,
1: and trauma and loss and grief and mm-hmm. Difficult transitions and hormones and illness transcend, you know, you know everything, right? Yeah. You know, race, social, social, economic status, religion, mm-hmm. you know, sexuality, um, you know, gender, whatever, right? It doesn't matter if you're young or old or what. I mean, we all need a helping hand sometimes. So it's pretty cool to sit down with Becky yeah. and
0: just normalize shit, yeah. normalize life, yeah. right? Yeah, Yeah, it was really cool. So we Mm -hmm. hope you enjoy this interview that we have with Becky and stay tuned at the end because we do talk about some fun things. We mentioned a few of our favorites. We ask her about her favorite things Mm -hmm. right now too. And uh, yeah, like I said, we give you a little update on um, how things went Mm -hmm. on our big camping trip.
1: Yeah. Um, And
0: we're really hoping just to give a little, what's that called?
1: Foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's not the right word. Um, But in the near future, we do want to kind of discuss, you know, we talk a lot about the importance of staying home Mm -hmm. and... Slowing down and tuning in, um, but we also want to in the next couple of weeks talk about you know maybe getting out a little bit and mm-hmm. safely exploring our community mm-hmm. and beyond within you know southern Ontario or Canada or whatever wherever um, we can yeah. yeah so I think that a little highlight a couple highlights from our camping reel will lead nicely into hopefully next week or the yeah. week after when we um, can chit chat a little bit more about local tourism.
0: So. yeah mm-hmm. awesome okay. well enjoy the interview with becky and mm-hmm. uh yeah we'll we'll be back and chat with you again soon
1: hi girl hi hi so we've got becky stark lamel with us tonight um so becky is a fellow social worker of a uh, social worker and friend of mine i met you we were just chatting about this um, maybe six, five, six years ago now. I think it's been six years since we met. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not, I, um, I don't think there's a ton of other social workers in Haldeman County most (laughs) days. So I remember (laughs) meeting Becky when I started, uh, with the Lynn and, uh, yeah, I was just so excited and, uh, we both worked at a little local hospital and, uh, yeah, I think it was, I think it was love at first sight. And then Becky had, she took over, for me, when I went on maternity leave, um, you covered my people in Dunville and Cuban, um, I guess the central beat, and then asked me if I was ever having any more kids. I remember that
2: conversation. <laughs> and you were like, no, no.
1: Never. I'm never getting pregnant again. And then, and then here I am on another maternity leave. And And Becky, you've moved on to some other things, and I could go on and steal your thunder, but... I could probably pass it over, right? So Becky is here with us tonight. Steph and I wanted to bring somebody on to talk to us our talk with us about, I guess, challenges folks could be having, things we've been coming up against um, as far as just mental health and coping and relationships and boundaries and all of those, you know, important things um, during quarantine and just in life in general. Um, So Becky, you pretty much offer me free therapy kind of regularly anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just par for the course when you, when someone is connected to me. So, I mean, I've been taking advantage of this for a while. So um, you've recently, it's pretty recently, right? That you started your own private practice?
2: Yeah, like literally just in the last few weeks. um, Once the restrictions started lifting for COVID, uh, once we moved into phase two, I started to offer it. I have been doing some phone sessions prior to that. But now I'm starting to have people come in to the office and doing face-to-face sessions.
1: Okay, cool. So yeah, so I'm going to kind of hand the mic over to you then. So Becky is our resident, Haldeman County um, resident. She is a social worker by trade, but you are now, I mean, you've got a kind of a bunch on the go, but offering, um, yeah, counseling and therapy to folks. And we want to, we want to know what you
0: got. So yeah, Becky, tell us about your background and how you got into social work and counseling.
2: Um, okay, well, I have been doing this for over two decades. Believe it or not, that makes me feel really old. Um, and just as many social workers do, we start out in child welfare. And we work at that for a while. And then I had children of my own, and thought that that maybe wasn't something that I was as interested in anymore. So then I moved into the Haldeman family health team, Um, so the Haldeman family health team actually just started in 2006 and that's when I joined them was in 2007. Um, so I was the first social worker to join the family health team. So I kind of had to create the role for the team and it it just, um, kind of started to grow as far as how many doctors were uh, involved in the team. So anybody who was a patient of one of those doctors could see the social worker that worked for the team, which at the time was just me. There was only one of me. Um, and the team grew and grew and grew. So we got a few more social workers. But then I decided, just like Amanda, well, mm-hmm. I had another baby. I I purposely <laughs> planned to uh, take another maternity leave. <laughs> 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 oh, everyone th- thought I was nuts because my other kids are so much older, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I wanted to work part-time. So then I started working for the Lynn, the CCAC, the Community Care Access Center. And that's where Amanda and I met. And I did that, um, actually for, I think seven years. And then I actually got a call from the family health team and they had one of their social workers was leaving. And I guess they just thought of me and said, Hey, any chance you'll come back? And so I went back. And then once I went back, I, um, basically started realizing how much I had missed it um and then talked to my husband who was able to kind of build me an office in our home and then I decided to do some private practice so that's where the private practices come from so but I have a bachelor of arts degree from Guelph and a bachelor of social work degree from Mac and a master's of social work degree from Windsor.
1: And three kids and a husband. <laughs> <laughs> and a big old thing. I was like, you got a lot on the go. So
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I, recently, so this is kind of my new thing. I've, so part of my therapy has been cognitive behavior therapy, which yeah. I've taken a ton of workshops on and, but never been formally trained. So just starting last September, I went back to school again Um, And through McMaster University, I got my level one and my level two CBT certification. It was just nice to kind of cement what I've been kind of working on and learning just through workshops and Mm -hmm. uh, weekends and things like that to an actual like certification with a protocol and step by step learning from people who've been doing it for many, many years about how to actually offer a CBT protocol. So that was really good. And I really enjoyed that. So that was the other reason I started to think about doing my private practice.
1: Okay. So, I mean, and I've told you guys both this before, like I have, I've been, I've been to social work school. So I've learned on a high level, a little bit about CBT and different modalities. And then I've also been a recipient or I've been, um, yeah, I've been in therapy for on and off forever. Um, so I've done CBT before myself and then I've worked through some CBT stuff with other people, but can you tell us, for those of us listening who have absolutely no clue what, what we're talking about, what this shop talk is, can you tell us a little bit about what
2: CBT is? Um, essentially, it's, it's pretty simple. It's um, how you think about something affects how you feel about it and which in turn affects what you do. So an example I like to give is that, you know, say you're in the grocery store one day and you're pushing your cart down the aisle and you see One of your friends at the end of the aisle and she's bustling by with her cart and you wave to her and she doesn't wave back.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: depending on how you think about that, can actually change how you feel about it and actually can change what you do. So, you know, if you think to yourself, Oh, that bitch (laughs) (laughs) to her and she didn't wave back to me. What Mm -hmm. is her problem? (laughs) Then naturally you're gonna feel angry, you're gonna feel upset, you know, and then from there you might Depending on your personality, you might avoid her or you might, you know, get in your car and get on the your girlfriend and say, Oh my goodness, I just talked to or you know, just ran into so and so and I waved and she didn't wave back. You know what? I have never really liked her anyway. And, you know, <laughs> or if you the same situation, if you wave and they don't wave back, you could think, Oh my gosh, I waved and she didn't wave back. Why didn't she wave back? Is she mad at me? Have I done something wrong? Oh my yeah. gosh. Maybe last time we were at that party together, I said something and I offended her and oh no what am I going to do? You know, she's upset with me. So if you think about it that that way, you're naturally going to feel anxious and worried and Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then your behavior is going to be like, you might avoid her or, you know, you might (laughs) abandon ship and just go to your car and go home because you don't want to see her. (laughs) Then you might stew about it when you get home, you know, whereas if you thought about it just as a matter of fact way, like you waved her, she's on the way back and you think to yourself, "Hmm, that's weird. You know, she's, probably didn't see me. She probably is in a hurry because she's got a million things on her mind. Or her, you know, her kid probably needs to get to dance class. So she was on a mission to just get an in and out. You wouldn't think twice about it. You know, you maybe go around the aisle and run into her on purpose and say, Hey, I just waved. You didn't wave back. And she'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I didn't see you. And, you know, my husband's got dinner ready and I gotta get home because he's got to go to work. And and then it's all good. Right. So yeah. depending on how you think about a situation changes, how you feel about the situation. Yeah. And then it changes how you behave or act in the situation. So that's essentially the premise behind CBT.
0: That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm the, I'm the one who stews and think, Oh my God, they're mad at me. What did I do? Like, did I say something the last time mm-hmm. we talked that like, you know, that really pissed them off mm-hmm. or something that's mm-hmm. Immediate, mm-hmm. immediate reaction. Yeah. 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 And you'll find that with,
2: you know, People who tend to jump, like you said, Steph, jump to the anxious type thoughts. Mm-hmm. It tends to be a pattern, right? So whether it's Absolutely. the situation in the grocery store or it's a situation with an in-law or whatever, yeah, you kind of maybe naturally jump to those conclusions. Um, but what what CBT kind of points out is that there's like patterns in people's thinking. So some people tend to um, you know, assume the worst or some people mm-hmm. tend to jump to conclusions or some people have like extremely high expectations of themselves so they expect themselves to be perfect and they are always i should do this i have to do this if i don't do this there's something wrong with me and mm-hmm. so but in that all is coming from you know your relationships your experience in the past your personality your upbringing all of that stuff shapes that yeah. and we all have them it's just being aware of them and then being able to counter them if you if you do find that you're kind of sinking into those patterns and um, trying to do something about them so they don't kind of make you feel negative emotions all the time.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that I always, always sticks out for me with CBT is being able to, um, and you can probably say this more <laughs> with the correct terms, but to when, when you ask your, you know, you have one of those anxious thoughts and then ask yourself, you know, what evidence do I have to even mm-hmm. support that thought? Mm-hmm. And when you work through that, I mean, half the time or 99% of the time, You don't, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have any hard facts that even support that anxious thought, right? So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think as moms, I think we have a lot of kind of like, here's your baby and here's your guilt for the rest of your natural born life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, and I think most moms probably fall into the should thinking, right? I should, I ought to, I must. And if things don't go well, like, you know, if you forget to send your kids lunch to school with them one day, you know, you beat yourself Mm -hmm. up over it. And like you said, Amanda, there's, you can do the evidence thing, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, you forget to send your kid's school to your um, lunch to school. And then you're like, Oh my God, I'm a terrible mother. Mm -hmm. And then, so from there, you can kind of think, Oh, you know, I feel, I feel, um, you know, disappointed. I feel upset. I feel anxious. And then, but if you ask yourself, okay, what's the evidence, right? What's the evidence that I'm actually a terrible mother, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Forgot my kid's lunch. That's, I suppose that's evidence, but you know, what else, what other evidence do we have that you're a terrible mm-hmm. mother? Right. And if you start to break it down and mm-hmm. actually ask yourself, um, there's a pretty good chance that you're probably going to come up with a lot more things that tell you that you're not a terrible mother mm-hmm. than you're going to come up with to tell you that you are a terrible mother.
1: Absolutely. So,
2: and then from there, it reduces the intensity of the emotion. Right. So right. instead of being upset, like, you know, 80% upset on a scale mm-hmm. of one to a hundred, you're, you know, you're still mad at yourself because, you know, your kid didn't get to eat that day, of but course, yeah. now, shit, shit happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good thing they eat so much. All the other
2: <laughs> right. Times. I know. Just eat them a big supper. There's gotta be,
0: there's
2: gotta be a granola bar or something kicking around. This <laughs> but yeah, so naturally you don't feel 80% upset anymore. You maybe yeah. feel like, 30 or 40 percent upset so it doesn't take away the fact that it was you know it was a crappy situation but
1: and do you um, like do you find Becky I mean I know people will say how how long is it going to take like how yeah. long before I see results this is what I do every time I start a workout program I'm like okay yeah but how long like I, instinct- I have a six pack Okay. So, (laughs) so if we apply that same principle to therapy and coping with anxiety, which is something like I said in, you know, when we started tonight, that's something that, you know, creeps up for me, especially when the hormones hit the fan. Um, so how long, you know, do you find that it takes people to be able to shift, I guess, those, those crappy thought patterns that then, Mm -hmm. you know, Viral into crappy feelings, and then hours and hours and hours of wasted time thinking, does Susan me because she didn't say hi at Foodland." Right? Like, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Hi,
1: like, yeah.
2: Well, I think a lot. I don't think there's one set kind of answer to that, but I think depending on the person's um, toolkit that they have. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and some people, some people, you know, they had really good role modeling when they were kids, and you know, their parents taught them good things, but they just get caught up in things, so you know, they need a little bit of kind of education and they need to kind of just have a, a couple of those. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Right. And just to be aware of it yeah. and they can be actually, um, feeling better quite quickly. Okay. Um, obviously then there's people who didn't have the best role modeling, don't have the best toolkit as far as coping. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of layers that have to be done, right. Because yeah. then you need to teach people how to do you know, coping and self-care and problem solving and right. all of those things. But somebody who has pretty good problem solving skills, pretty good toolkit, good support system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's actually, I've seen people have significant improvements in just one or two sessions just by being educated. That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. just being able to like, yeah,
1: get the tools to step back and look at the way we're thinking about
2: things, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cause it, uh, the other thing is too, is the kind of dedication to, um, cause with CBT, there's always homework. Okay. Right? So you do the work in the session and then between sessions, you really have to do your homework. Right. Um, then one of those tools, it's called a thought record. So if you're sent away to do a thought record between sessions and you're able to do like one a day, um, naturally it's just like anything, right? Like it's like playing hockey or baseball or something. The more you practice, the better you get at it. Um, so when people come back and they were able to do a few of them um those people tend to improve a lot faster too because what i always tell people is i'm doing thought records in my head every day Mm -hmm. right like if because there's always something always a situation that you might feel a strong emotion about um so when you're first learning it you have to write it down you have to break it down you have to kind of fill out every column and you know rate the intensity of your emotion and then do your evidence technique, what you're talking about, and then re-rate your emotion. But now I can actually like just do it in my head. Um, and just tell myself, oh, you know, you're you're personalizing that, right? That's another mm-hmm. cognitive distortion. You're personalizing that situation. And, you know, what's the evidence to say that, that what what that happened just now is actually true, right? The evidence, and then you're like, oh yeah, whatever. It's I feel better now. So it's definitely a um, a habit, uh, a good habit to learn. And the more you practice it, the the better it gets and the easier it gets for sure. Okay,
0: Yeah. Now I know Becky, you mentioned like anybody, I mean, we're all moms. We know that there's so much anxiety that comes along with being a parent. Um, but I'm sure you see all kinds of other kind of triggers and stressors in people's lives. What are some of the reasons that you know, even if you're not a parent, why should you consider going to therapy on a regular basis or, or considering seeking the help of a counselor on, you know, a regular or semi-regular basis?
2: So depression, anxiety, uh, adjustment disorders, and not even, not, I don't want, I don't like to use the word disorder, but adjustment difficulties. So mm-hmm. things like, you know, oh, I just launched my kids off to school and now I'm an empty nester or, oh, my husband and I just retired and, you know, we sit and look at each other because we've never done this before, and we don't know if we love each other or hate each other, or even um, like each other for that matter. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, grief, loss, yeah. people that, that have trauma, and so with with a lot of those cases, it's um, uh, a lot of education too, right? About you know, people who didn't come from um, childhoods that provided them with a lot of nurturing, and you know didn't teach them a lot of coping skills right so just kind of teaching people basic coping skills right anger Mm -hmm. management right how do you how do you not lose it when you're really upset with something Mm -hmm. um when that's been your go-to your whole life and when you know that's what you watched your parents and your brothers and your sisters do a lot of adjustment just
0: because adjustment's hard it's
2: Mm -hmm. it's
0: a difficult time and like it's probably situations like you said that everybody goes through right oh goodness we've all we've all gone through yeah Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there's stigma around that as well. Right. Absolutely. Like saying like, okay, I don't need to see a therapist just because my kid went off to university and I'm an empty nester. Like how many other parents have had to do the same thing and they're mm-hmm. fine. How, how come I can't deal with it? Right. But there's obviously like people, there's, there's stigma around seeking help for any of the issues that you might be facing like from a, prof- pro- from a professional. So.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And actually I was reading some stats, 40%, this is according to the center for addiction and mental health, 40% of people don't seek treatment because they are uh, worried about stigma.
0: Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's a high number. Mm -hmm. In 2020, like, yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, and I, I laugh with my patients all the time. I'm like, everybody, like, it's just like, you need a lawyer, you need an accountant, you need a. I don't know, a financial advisor, like mm-hmm. you, probably probably need a counselor too. Like <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I grew up in a household where you know there was a whole lot going on, and and you know coping with mental health, various mental health differences was always was always a part of my upbringing. And and my mom always, I mean, mm-hmm. that, was, that should be the theme of this podcast. My mom says, yeah. <laughs> like, my mom always said, everybody needs a good therapist. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. and you don't yeah. need a therapist all day every day. I mean. Right. that, would, that well, maybe you do. Maybe. I mean, I can text <laughs> Becky all day, every day, <laughs> but no, I think that, you know, that, like you said, at, at major, you know, major life happenings, I mean, everybody needs somebody to yeah. lean on, right. And to mm-hmm. talk through and somebody who's removed from the situation. But I think, I mean, that, that 40% does not
2: surprise me because. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very, very high. Yeah. Access. Yeah. We were
1: talking about accessing treatment and stigma, um i think yeah i think the labels really get inside people's heads right like Mm -hmm. i'm depressed Mm -hmm. i need help or my marriage is struggling i mean like clay and i are pretty open we've been um we're actually currently sort of attending currently we are we are attending couples therapy because it's hard like having three kids yeah and a business and two dogs and 32 chickens and whatever my spiel yeah (laughs) and and a pandemic pandemic, right right? so The entire world is vibrating with increased anxiety, right? So Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, therapy for us improves communication and um,
0: compromise
1: and, oh gosh, you know so many things, mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, the um, other thing I was going to say too, when we talk about labels and stigma on okay. the other hand of thing, on the other side of things, I think people are so quick to throw around words associated with mental health, like saying like, oh my gosh, I have such big, bad anxiety or like, I'm so OCD about this that like aren't necessarily the true definitions of yeah. those. Yeah. Um True. Yeah. clinical disorders or you know difficulties might be so that's tricky too because when you start to say like oh my god i have such bad anxiety or like i'm I'm gonna have a panic attack over this exam or whatever right are you really probably not mm-hmm. but, but then it I, just kind of normalizes it maybe mm-hmm. not so much in a good way right so like because, you think people don't seek help then yeah because maybe. they figure like maybe it's too um like yeah maybe it's too normalized like well I don't know, like people just throw around the term so loosely anymore, I feel like, because Mm -hmm. that also maybe makes it hard for anyone who truly does have, you know, difficulties in those areas to talk to somebody about Mm -hmm. it, because then going back to the whole, like, I don't know, here I am rambling, but everybody experiences a lot of this stuff, right? And so if if I can't handle it, you know, but they can, why do I need to get help? Like what's wrong with me, right? And that maybe Mm -hmm. kind of pushes that, that stat higher or, or perpetuates that stigma.
2: I don't know. That's yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you you actually made me think of something else. Um, I have a lot of referrals for people who are like young adults
0: mm-hmm. who
2: are either just going off to university or who are just finished university or college or high school or whatever the case may be. And they're just kind of like in a transition where they don't know where they're going. So okay. there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with that uh, time mm-hmm. in life as well. So I have actually quite a few calls about that. The other thing, um, is you have relationship issues. You mentioned Amanda, but, um, you know, people who come and they talk about being in, um, emotionally or physically abusive relationships, right? So women who are in relationships where it's unhealthy and, you know, they've tried to leave and they really don't have a good support system that could help them, Mm -hmm. uh, to get out safely. Um, or they maybe don't have the financial means to be able to get out safely. So that's another thing. Uh, the other thing I, I want to mention is I have a lot of, um, like I would say like tween teenager type referrals. Well, and that's like young, right? Like 12, Like 12, 13, 14. Okay. What, what's going on for these vulnerable kitties? Uh, so what I'm noticing is, and as we know, we're all, uh, well, not all of us, maybe not our husbands because they're maybe rural guys and they don't believe in social media. Bushmen.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I would, I can't even imagine what it would be like, like I fear for our kids growing up. Okay, what is going going on with social social media? media?
2: Well, I was just going to say like, so when we were kids, if you were in school and there was a bully or there was a, you know, somebody that was picking on someone, Mm -hmm. you know, it may have happened in the schoolyard, probably didn't happen in the classroom because there was teachers around. Um, but then once you went home, it, it, it couldn't really happen because, Mm -hmm. you know, if someone was going to pick on you, they'd actually have to physically pick up a telephone, call your house where Mm -hmm. now I'm older than you guys. So maybe you guys (laughs) didn't have this, but when I was a kid, those phones were actually attached to the walls in the kitchen. (laughs) Or did did you guys have cordless?
1: Mama. (laughs) Yeah. Did you guys have cords
2: or did you guys have cordless? We did. Okay.
0: All right.
2: (laughs) So yeah, so like people just don't do that. You don't pick up the phone. You don't call somebody who's sitting in their mom's kitchen and you don't tell them that they're fat, they're useless, they're good for nothing. Why are they even on this earth kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now with kids, you know, they go home after school and, you know, someone's posting on and there's so many platforms and they are always evolving, but Snapchat, VSCO, um, there used to be something it was called Ask FM, um, Facebook, Instagram young kids don't really like Facebook it's like no I heard Facebook's for
1: old people yeah it is yeah yeah yeah. and for bragging about your kids
2: yeah pretty much yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and TikTok Um, oh yeah oh TikTok they like TikTok yeah I don't know if you can bully on TikTok though I don't don't know know if you make fun of each other's
1: dance moves I think it all boils down to likes
2: yeah true Well, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. So a kid trying to develop their self-esteem at that kind of vulnerable age, you know, they post a picture or they post TikTok and they only get 12 likes, Mm -hmm. you know, and the kid next door gets 400 likes, you know, and this is building their self-esteem and they, kids at that age count so heavily on their peers. um, Yeah. For years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. So I think kids nowadays are dealing with things that we had nothing Mm -hmm. at all to do with
0: um didn't even imagine that like Mm -hmm. being a tween or you know a young kid was hard enough as it was and like that I wouldn't even and
1: knowing when you're not invited to ship because the pictures are there everything is so
2: immediate right exactly yeah if you didn't get invited to a birthday party in grade five you Know 20 years ago, you probably didn't know about it because the pictures weren't posted all yeah, over social media. Totally,
1: the underdeveloped frontal lobe, too, right? I always love bringing it back to the brain because, as I should have been a scientist, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, that underdeveloped frontal lobe, right? And how do they cope with that stuff? Oh man, that's hard. I mean, kudos to them for reaching out for therapy, um, however, yeah, that's heavy shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, when do our kids turn? teenagers i don't
0: know too soon <laughs> hopefully by then like social media won't be cool anymore and do you in think they'll be no, on 10 it'll be, years do we, have, we have 10 years back no we don't because our kids are our oldest kids are almost six so they'll be on social media in like five years probably six years right yeah aren't kids like 12 13 when they join things? i don't know i feel like i feel like once they get cell phones yeah. that's probably um, when it starts
2: and like well i don't know my rule in my house is you don't get a cell phone until you can be left home alone yeah Mm -hmm. um so I don't know like probably I mean I can barely even 11 or 12 alone
1: so I'm just never (laughs) we're never even gonna go there
2: (laughs) oh man yeah so yeah kids kids uh
0: there could be some challenges for them for sure no kidding yeah but that's encouraging to hear that you are getting referrals Mm -hmm. for kids like that because Mm -hmm. you know I think that's important to have and I think that's a really key way to Drop some of that stigma. so that you, you know, the younger that, that people, you know, okay. So going back to like a personal story, my parents divorced when I was young and like, they had gone to counseling and therapy and whatever. And my mom went separately and like asked me to go too. And like, I did that at that age, but I also didn't want to tell my friends that I was going to see a counselor Mm -hmm. when I was 12 years old. Cause like automatically you think like, Oh my God, like what's the matter with me. Right. Mm -hmm. I have to go to a therapist and I was like very in tune with that kind of stuff too, but mm-hmm. it was super helpful. But I also didn't want to tell anybody that I was doing it. So mm-hmm. maybe it's, you know, going back to,
2: yeah, maybe hopefully smash it's. that
0: stigma a little bit, the more mm-hmm. that we hear of, you know, kids
2: needing well, and help. And the, yeah, the thing is too, is if, you know, if you're diabetic, you go to
0: the yeah, nephrologist
2: yes. and if you're, you know, if you have cancer, you go to the cancer doctor the oncologist and it just like addiction, mental health, all of that. It's if there's something going on for you and you feel like you need some help, then you go to mm-hmm. the doctor about it. Or mm-hmm. you go to a counselor about it. Like there yeah. shouldn't be any problem with going to a counselor any more than there would be a problem. Go to the doctor if you're not feeling well. Absolutely.
0: Have you found Becky that you've seen more people going now? We talk about mm-hmm. like, I mean, and I said this last week, we don't want to talk about the pandemic every episode, but it's kind of hard not to right now <laughs> because it's had such a major impact on people in relationships and you know even just being at home all the time not having access to your people not having access to you know your work environment your where your regular yeah. routines and things like that, mm-hmm. that having, yeah. having your kids 24 7 right and or having, having to, a baby in the middle yeah. of the pandemic and not oh being
2: able to have the support of your family and like yeah all of the things. or or having someone pass away during oh, yeah. not being able to have a, a proper funeral yeah that's happened to a few of our close friends and I just my heart breaks for people who have to go through something like that right now because that's such a huge important part of the process of healing is trying to have the people that you love around and you know support each other and share the stories and if you're not able to do that right now I just I think it's very difficult
0: That's really Mm -hmm. hard. Do you have ways that we can kind of strengthen our own mental health and like do, you know, are there any little exercises that we can do when we're at home? If we're having a particularly hard day or dealing with something, especially right now when, I mean, we're starting to have access to more and more resources again, as Mm -hmm. we move into the different stages of reopening. But, um, what can we do in the meantime that, you know, if I'm having a really rough day with the kids and Mm -hmm. I, you know, have yelled more than I want to, or, or whatever it might be. Mm Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, so if I can share a a major theme that I've been hearing from a lot of parents, uh, right now is, um, and I think this kind of ties into social media as well, um, is nobody knows what to do right now. Mm -hmm. This is something no one's ever been through ever. Yes. Um, and so we're all just trying to do the best that we can for Mm -hmm. our own families, because when you're in a situation where you're all isolated like this, it's you and whatever support you have in your house and, anything you can do virtually or by phone right yeah um so a lot of parents are feeling um guilt um mm-hmm. because they're questioning am i doing the right thing am i doing enough um you know and social media i find perpetuates that because mm-hmm. um it's the whole um compare and despair things so you know if you go on social media At any time on any given day, you can see something posted that's fabulous, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the mom that's making cookies with her kids or Mm -hmm. the dad that's building a fort with them in the backyard or the, you know, handprint artwork that they made that says we survived COVID together or um, the, you know, the books being read and all this stuff. And then there's a lot of parents who are either working full time outside the home and -hmm. they have an older sibling watching their little one or they're working from home and they're basically trying to parent and work from home at the same time. Yeah. And um, it can actually make you feel really bad about yourself because you compare yourself to what you're seeing on social media and you think, Oh my God, all these other moms, dads are doing it better than me. Uh, and it, and this, and this is where we, we come into a thought record. Right. And we actually mm. ask ourselves, okay, am I a bad parent? Right. Am I actually a bad parent or You know, am I just feeling bad because I'm comparing myself to what I'm seeing on social media? Mm -hmm. And as a rule, people don't go around putting their dirty laundry on social media. Right. So, you know, I would never post on social media. Oh, my kids are driving me crazy today. I yelled at them for three hours straight, (laughs) but maybe you should start doing that. Maybe, maybe, maybe
1: (laughs) and children's aid, some more (laughs) work.
2: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, uh, but you know, I would post the little cute little craft that I made with them that had her handprints on it. This is why i together, right? Yeah. So you might it's look good. at my situation and be like, oh, wow, she's, you know, she's got it all going I on. She's, she's got it going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, she doesn't. She's mm-hmm. treading water, mm-hmm. you know, just like the next person's treading water. And I loved your um, podcast last week. I loved the saying you know, we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat because, mm, yeah. you know, we are all dealing with this, but we're not equipped with the same boats. And some mm-hmm. people are in little blow up dinghies with holes in them. And other people are in like, you know, fifty-foot cruisers, right? So <laughs> um, you just do the best that you can with what you have. And, uh, you know, don't feel bad about it. And just be mm-hmm. thankful that you're healthy and your kids are fed. And yeah. safe
0: and all that stuff. And so. if we're in
1: survivor mode, it's okay. Like yeah. survivor mode Absolutely. one day, super mom the next. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. be
0: judging, right? It so, kind of yeah. makes me feel like how I, when I was on mat leave the second time, so I have twins and like my oldest son was two and a half when the twins were born. And like, mm-hmm. I, so being, I remember like the first few weeks of being, um, in isolation or whatever you want to call it when COVID first hit. So we're like, it's, it's March, it's cold and kind of yucky. And I just like had flashbacks of like being on that leave. I had two newborn babies. It was March. Like I, you know, Mm -hmm. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. And I, I had to stop myself from like almost going into Mm -hmm. that dark place, like trying to remember that because it's kind of like the same thing, right? Like you think you, you don't, you don't expect for that to happen. And then all of a sudden something happens and changes things. And now you just have to deal with it. And so mm-hmm. like my, my mantra at the time was just like one day at a time, one hour at mm-hmm. a time sometimes. Right. And like it, this, I remember thinking back in March, like feeling the same way, just cause it was so nobody, nobody had expected this. Yeah. And like, and, and nobody knows how to deal with it. Like you said, we're no. all dealing with it in our own ways. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's no right or wrong way to, to do it but you have to get through the day and you have mm-hmm. to feed the kids and god they eat a lot and like oh know. my god don't they ever oh my i was, my god, I was so-
2: laughing my girlfriend texted me something and she said uh, i used to complain about having to make lunches every night for kids <laughs> yeah. now i make 487 meals a day yes
1: <laughs> like you know it's you're an agile all-you-can-eat buffet it is it yes. is yeah totally. i'm hungry that's what i hear all day too yeah i'm hungry yeah. and it's yeah it's hard yeah. But yeah, knowing, I mean, I even just chatting with you tonight and knowing that, you know, there's, everybody's kind of in this, yeah, like you said, in this together. And, um, and yeah, and if you need to reach out to somebody in, in the form of therapy to help get through this absolutely batshit crazy time, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: Or any other batshit crazy yeah, time. Well, yeah. Right? And, like, and then just, if you have
1: other things yeah. going on, like the normal everyday happenings, like, you yeah. know, marriage stuff and grief and loss and- you know, addictions and other illnesses, you know, all of those layers of life that are still happening alongside a global pandemic, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, get yourself some help, right? It's okay.
2: Um, You had asked stuff about um, things that you can do to, um, you know, help yourself during this time. So self care is obviously super important, right? Mm -hmm. So and that's different for everybody. So for some people, it's um, getting out for a walk for other people, it's reading a book for other people, it's you know, putting on uh, a video on YouTube, that's meditation and mindfulness and just kind of zoning out um, and doing that for a bit of time. Um, So that's super important. Um, And the other thing I think uh, a lot of people uh, have been finding very helpful is, and I've never been a big news person anyway, but I have felt since the pandemic that I would be socially irresponsible for me to not watch it occasionally, just because I should know Mm -hmm. what's kind of going on. Um, but, uh, I have talked to a lot of people who have found themselves getting absolutely addicted to the news. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Um, and so for somebody who's struggling with anxiety, that can make things a lot more difficult. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: because news is never good, right? Breaking news is never the good news story. The breaking news is always negative shock and awe, you know, murder, you know, tragedy, pandemic, all of that stuff. So I always talk to people about, yeah, you do need to watch the news, but always, um, make sure you're watching a reliable source, um, and limit it, right. Like limit it to, you know, once a day, get the news from, you know, Trudeau or Ford or whoever you need to get it from and then get off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and same with social media, don't get your news from social media, Mm -hmm. right. Because there's too much, you know, inaccuracy and there's a lot of things being said that, you know, are just, meant to cause anxiety. Yeah. That's part of the reason they do it. Um, so yeah, that's been helpful for a lot of people is Mm -hmm. just kind of cutting back on their, their intake of news, whether it's via social media or television or whatever they do. Yeah. It's like, do not Google. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Step away from the
1: news. That's a, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: One thing we like to do on each episode is check in with each other and find out how, everybody is doing. So we thought we would check in with you and see, how are you, how are you coping mm-hmm. with this? Like, what are you, how are you feeling? How was your weekend? Just how are you in general? It's a, it's a loaded question. Yeah, I know, but. Tell us which oh, it's a lot. It's a
2: lot of questions.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I'm okay. Uh, one thing I've really found myself doing during all of this is, um, trying to focus on the positive things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my, I have a 19 year old daughter and she said to me the other day, she goes, I can't believe how fast summer's going. And I said to her, the fact that you can say that during a pandemic where we literally have been through something more difficult than, you know, most people have ever been through in, in history, really,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
2: that speaks to how blessed you must be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I have thought that to myself that as, as crazy as this has been, I still feel blessed and Mm -hmm. I still you know, and I, uh, we've always been very, 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 very busy with our three kids with extracurricular activities and sports and whatnot.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
2: um, I have actually, at first I found it very difficult to slow down because that's not me. Um, but then after about six weeks or so, I was like, Whoa, this
0: is nice. (laughs) Yeah,
2: right. So I started like, you know, hanging out with kids, playing board games, you know, sitting in the hot tub with the kids or with my husband and just sitting outside and watching the sunset and things that I, Never would have paid attention to before, did you back on Selkirk speed? <laughs> yeah, 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 so honestly it's i i'm I'm okay, I think yeah. I've kind of discovered some things about myself that maybe I'd been missing because I was always going too fast.
1: Mm-hmm. that's
2: so nice to hear
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I know it'll be interesting when we do come out of this, whenever that will be, you know what we can bring forward, right, mm-hmm. to, I know that's something I've been asking and kind of talking about a lot is you know. What will we be able to bring forward with us from this absolute, you know, much needed pause, you know, yeah. stop, rewind, look back, whatever you want to call it. You know, what can we carry forward when we do get back to normal? Mm-hmm. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, another theme I just wanted to bring up. This is for all yeah, the moms yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, every single mom that I've talked to in the mm-hmm. last three months, has felt guilty about how much screen time their kids are having. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Talk to us about screen time. This is a loaded topic. It, like, is.
2: mom world, full
0: disclosure, I gave up on that guilt yes. a long-ass
2: time ago. Like, yeah, we good. have quiet
0: yeah. time, aka screen yeah. time. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. because it's, it's okay, right? It is okay. As long as it's they're okay. watching something age-appropriate and, you know, they're still – Stimulated in some way. Like uh, for, for me, my little guy, he has started to play Fortnite, which is probably, I don't know, not good for a nine year old, but that is the only way he interacts with his friends. Yeah. Because all his little nine year old friends play it as well. They're all in their headsets, they're all talking to each other, Aww. they're learning how to take turns. They're, you know, I can hear him saying, Can I have that um, ammo, please? Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, good job. Like, you know, and so but these exactly. are his only interactions he's had for months right well this guy's brains out yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah well it's not like grand theft auto or anything big. where it's where it's graphic that's what i'm
1: thinking of grand theft auto
2: that's no what we think no no, no no better yeah no. <laughs> it literally it shows a guy running and it shows him with a gun and then the guy falls down like it's and he disappears. Oh, that's tame. That yeah that's
1: yeah that's no same. it's that's not
2: grand theft auto no, I wouldn't let him play that. No. Okay. But all his little... No judgment.
1: I mean, my kids are sometimes watching M videos, so...
2: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem is one of my favorites. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> this is how you're, you're so close. We are. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's crazy how many parents have said to me about, oh my God, I just feel so awful. My kids are on mm. the screens way too much. And I'm like, well, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh,
1: yeah. like we grew up with a ton of screen time mm-hmm. and our parents loved us and like, it was totally normal to recite all of the music and movies of the Mm nineties and you know, the early two thousands. I mean, I, I honestly think that, you know, that, that helps make me, you know, help make me who I am. Right. It helps people develop identity and humor. And yeah, I love theater and the arts. And so I think, yeah, screen time, especially during a
0: pandemic
1: like it's okay. Yeah. 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 For sure.
0: For sure. No, I gave up that guild a long time ago though. Cause like I'm working from home during this pandemic yeah, and my know, kids are home. So like uh, if I'm facilitating a meeting here, guys, yeah. so I have the iPad for a bit because you know, I have to present it. I have to make a presentation or something. Right. It just, yeah. Like, oh yeah. 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 But then, but then staff. So then I, I would do
2: the same. Right. And then at the end of that, I'd be like, okay, now you got to sit on your uh, computer now for 45 minutes and do Lexi or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, And so he's been on the screen all day playing Fortnite or NHL 20 or whatever. He's playing with his buddies. And now I got to put him on the computer for another 45 minutes. Yeah. And, um, and then I go on Facebook and I see these freaking moms are out. Like, you know, they went for a hike in the woods and they built a tree house out of like Mm. sticks and no nails or hammers. They just whittled them and shit. And I'm like, Oh my God, I suck. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's so true. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, everybody just has their different jam right like everybody has something that makes them you know makes their heart sing or makes you yeah. know them get through the day right and I feel like if you have to blast music in your car while you're sitting on the old sleeps, that is okay if yeah. that gets you through the day right and yeah. if you have to crush fortnight or you know a walk or whatever you it's really like it's you survival. know the cliche a survival and b you do you. yeah and you do, oh, you I do don't
2: pandemic I think a lot of our kids are so scheduled yes Mm -hmm. and I don't mean routine necessarily but I mean busy we busy our kids when they're in school and then they get home and then they're in dance and I'm I'm so guilty of this they're in dance they're in hockey they're in you know after school clubs they're in Sunday school they're in all this shit and there's never downtime yeah so they went from living that crazy life Mm -hmm. to like literally being home all the time and you know we were never home before yeah so it's an adjustment for these little guys and they're like what the fuck just happened like why am i home all the time what's happening right now
0: mm. so and getting back you know, into it sorry yeah sorry getting back into it is kind of weird too because like even just in the last week or whatever however long it's been when you start to like see people again and do things and it's like oh we actually have plans coming up this weekend I don't know, like it's, it's a weird transition because you're like, oh, it was kind of nice not having plans for so many yeah. ends in a row and not doing that. So I think like Amanda said earlier, like finding what you have to do to, to take forward with you and to, you know, what are the habits that, you know, you were able to break with yeah. the, you know, naturally because there was a pandemic. Um, don't start those ones up again if they don't work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, and and move forward Um, in a way that works for you and I think there's been a lot of focus for a lot of people that I've talked to on doing that right where it's like okay you know what I'm this just gave me a chance to like pause and slow down and I'm gonna stop and I'm not gonna do this again going forward even if I could like even if Uh I could enroll my kids in five extracurriculars again I'm not going to because why would I do that to us all of us right Uh so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Not Freaking. that there's anything wrong with that if you do want to carry. it no, but I, know
1: oh for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you know the overscheduling that we do to ourselves as, as parents and to our kids as like underdeveloped humans is an absolute contributor or trigger whatever catalyst for anxiety and depression and mental health differences and all of these things like I mean we have way too much on our plates as Mm -hmm. a whole right and so I mean the survival rates of clearing our plates has been pretty good so you know I mean maybe we do have to kind of move forward at a slower speed Mm -hmm. you know yeah Mm -hmm. for sure
2: and I think there is something to be said about just being able to be present in the moment and go, just yeah. be comfortable with yourself, right? Yeah. Just to be yeah. able to sit and entertain yourself for 20 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Without being on a phone or being on a computer or just, you know, just being. That's yeah. mindfulness, right? That's so yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Sitting outside and actually looking and, and listening and smelling. So, you know, sitting on the deck and actually listening for the birds and looking for the birds and smelling what you smell right? As opposed to just kind of going through the motions. And that's where the the mindfulness comes in. And uh that helps you to be in the present and in the moment and not be thinking about, you know, a thousand other things instead of just thinking about what you're seeing at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's such a, I think such a perfect note to leave things mm-hmm. on to, right? Like to For just sure yeah to just be in the moment yeah. so thank you yeah
0: thank you so much thank you becky one more thing before we let you go oh, yeah i also like to talk about our favorites oh so what's geez, one thing that you're loving right now you here i know day. we will that's mm. it And i'm done what's one yeah, thing just that you're one loving random right thing now? a book a movie a show a recipe a, a piece food. of clothing you know? uh
2: so last weekend uh there was eight of us adults without kids we went to dingers in haggersville okay. okay uh because they've opened a patio I have and heard of this. Rustic Reclaimed actually oh, did the- We love Steve. Um, You're being cut Rustic Reclaimed. Okay. So uh, Tanya and Steve are actually there at the restaurant oh, the night and no we were way. there because I was talking to Chris, who owns it, right? And I said, yeah. uh, this looks amazing. And mm-hmm. he was actually sitting with Tanya and her husband. And uh, so anyways, yeah. So the food was amazing. The decor is just like, oh my gosh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So they've done a really good job. I just- it's it, I feel so awful for people business owners right now. We actually went and it started to rain. And oh, then no. we we're like, oh goodness. So, we just went back to my house and then Chris called us and said, "Okay, it's done raining. Come back." Um oh. but yeah, like he had he's like, "I don't have any other options because if it rains, like I can't take you inside."
0: Yeah. So,
2: wow. so it's such a difficult time for yeah, people who own businesses like that. But anyways, we went back and the food was awesome and the decor is lovely. So
0: that's, That's awesome. Great. We'll have to
2: check it out. Yeah. Cool. What about you guys? What's your
0: new thing? Oh. What's your love for the week? Have you thought about it yet? Uh,
2: what have
1: I been loving up on? Well,
0: I've been thrift store shopping now that <laughs>
1: back thrift store shopping. Nice. So today, what am I wearing? A Duck Dynasty shirt from Dunville. Um, yeah. I mean, I think just getting out, I've got uh, the girls in daycare a couple days a week. I'm still doing some stuff um, some osteo and physio or whatever, osteo massage and stuff. And so I put them in daycare a little bit because that's also back open up, mm-hmm. um, nice. and, and then go out and do my thing. And it always it winds me up at a thrift store or a, like Bella and Coop or something. Yeah. Um, this week I stopped at cravings by Brittany actually in Cuba. So it's a little, um, bake shop, uh, right in the downtown, oh. the heart of the downtown Kuga uh, and yeah, and I got a headband, which is awesome. It's a tie-dye headband. we're that camping. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, I mean, much like you just being able to get out a little bit,
0: you know, as mm-hmm. much as I have,
1: I mean, I'm talking on both sides of my mouth, enjoyed being home and on my slow down speed. I also like still going out and seeing humans <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> taking yeah. that in.
0: So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that would be me. What about you, Steph? So we talked a little bit last week about going camping, and I'm not a camper. I'm not gonna oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say I loved camping, but I did really enjoy it. So that was something that I'm really glad that we um, decided to do. We did not see the wolf, the Selkirk wolf, like no, Amanda mentioned. That might have been contact. a fake
2: story that I was. I saying. think you
0: were fed a lie there. but I'm so
2: um, gullible. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you sleep in a tent? She-
0: I, I did yeah like on the ground yeah mm-hmm. like like literally on the ground because our air mattress deflated within like 30 minutes of going to bed so <laughs> were the kids were the kids jumping on them before they went to bed oh yeah 100%. yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that happens how- to every air mattress <laughs> yeah. ever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um I was awoken about like I don't even know maybe three or four times by the sound of like a little creature ruffling mm. at the corner of the of the tent. But, um, I think it was the Selkirk cat, yeah. the Selkirk provincial park cat, actually. That's a bit gone into our garbage or a raccoon? Yeah, I think that was a raccoon, but I didn't, I didn't get a lot of sleep, but it was a lot of fun. So that mm. was really nice. So yeah, I was just, it was really nice to be able to go out and I've taken some days off work and so has my husband. He's been on holidays on and off and like, but we haven't actually done anything yet. So it was nice to be able to like go and sit and feel like we're doing something right mm-hmm. as a family mm-hmm. instead of just like hanging around the house and like all right i'm gonna do an extra load of laundry today because yeah. i'm at home and not working or whatever it might be so that was my mm-hmm. my love for the week i still don't love camping i will never <laughs> love camping i don't think but she but it was, was it she was great started, we're gonna talk about this on one of our next episodes
1: about you know getting out a little bit spreading Mm -hmm. your wings and Mm -hmm. doing some stuff within the community but she started a fire I I did Steph Crowley started a fire by herself I was actually at home making a coffee I was at home making my Americano and she texted
2: me I'm sorry did you leave camping to go home and make a fancy coffee? Yeah oh yeah (laughs) I was (laughs) dropping it and a smoothie (laughs) it was
1: cheater I am a cheater, cheater, cheater. <laughs> Come on, would you expect anything less? <laughs> no, 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 um, did you
2: sleep, did you sleep there, did you sleep in your own bed at home? No, I love sleeping
1: under the stars. You know what, I, you can, a bottle of Ativan won't knock me out for bedtime, but you put me out in the bush and I'm like,
2: that's
1: <laughs> 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 all it <laughs> takes. It's
2: you're a mechanism, go to, go to sleep, you're not- Scared of the
1: wolf? (laughs) No, don't scare me. (laughs)
2: Yeah, no, she started a fire. I did start a fire. It was a
0: bomb fire, too. It was so good. It was because my kid said, "What's that?
2: What did you use?"
0: Well, like sticks. No, not sticks. Like a lighter, obviously, with like. Um, well, like flyers and then like started as the kindling and then I built the wood around yeah. it. I don't know the terms. I, bi- I made a fire. I built a yeah. fire. I mean, I would personally never know because like my, that. because Alex had gone, he also went home to let the dogs out cause we left our dogs <laughs> at home. So he ran home in the morning to let the dogs out. And my kid was like, uh, we should probably have another fire, but we should, I bet we should probably wait until daddy gets back. And I was like, we do not have to wait until daddy gets back. I can start a fire. Challenge is on. Yeah. He was impressed. I mean, he's five. It doesn't take a lot to impress him, but yeah, I i felt really good about myself for that.
2: So. <laughs> Best mom ever, right? Right. Now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, no, it's good. So that's my-, my So love. you're
2: the best mom ever because you lit a fire and Amanda's the best mom ever because she let her daughter eat white bread. <laughs> yeah,
0: that <laughs> is <laughs> true. Actually. It's the little things. It's the little things. I love it. I love it. Becky, thank you so much yeah, for joining this us. Fine. This is so much
1: fun. If people want to oh, engage yeah. in your therapeutic skills, yes. so if people want to get therapy from you, how do we find you?
0: Okay. Like, so
2: actually I- um, I'm not super techie, but I was able to create my own website, which I was Ah! pretty sure about. Um, So it's actually BSL, like Becky Stark now, BSL counseling.ca. Okay. And so you can go on the website and then um, you can either contact me through the website or you can, there's a link there where you can um, click on a paper clip and it, it takes you to my Psychology Today website or a uh, Facebook link. And it takes you to my Facebook page. So my phone number and email are on all of those.
1: Cool.
2: We'll link stuff. it in the show notes. Know, we're so, we so proud of you. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, I was so scared doing it. I've never done anything like that before, but my daughter had to help me a little bit because she's in university.
0: So she knows a bit of stuff, but that's great.
2: Thank you, Becky. Okay. Take care. Girls. Tight
1: under the stars. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in to Sisterhood Unleashed. We'd love for you to come back and join us weekly and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also visit us online at sisterhoodunleashed.ca or on Instagram at sisterhood.unleashed.